Is old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. The third new episode in one week. We're ending the summer off with a, I want to say bang, but more like poof. But being the third episode of this week, that's a lot of old Kenny. And as my family would tell you, a little old Kenny goes a very, very, very long way. How long? Well, my younger brother and I haven't had a conversation in about six years. He's like, yeah, the last one we had, that tied me over until at least 2023, bud. It's not like you've grown as a person. There's nothing new you can teach me. I'm like, ah, very well, I concede that. Ah, yes, it's true. And I'll also concede that the last episode went on way the hell longer than I ever expected it to. That was supposed to be the opening bit for an episode that was going to cover the D23 stuff. Never made it to it. So let's get straight to it. If this episode ends up being 10 minutes long, that might make sense for this particular week. So yeah, there was a lot of unveils at D23 for Disney+. Plus. What was your favorite? Please don't be saying High School Musical, the musical, the series, because that is one of the stupidest titles I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot of stupid things in my day. Women want to be treated with respect. All you need to be is funny and kind, and they're going to love you. I can tell you, with plenty of experience, that's some bimbo bullshit nonsense women tell other people to try to make themselves not seem so horrible and shallow, and that they're somehow superior to men. No, the human race, for the most part, just a bunch of pieces of shit. Men, women, and anything in between. I have a transgender story I want to tell you, but you know what? I'll save it for next episode if I remember, but we got to get straight to it. We literally had one episode of me not getting straight to it. Not doing that again. All right. So outside of Lizzie McGuire, which is life changing in the sense that at least for the foreseeable future, I will not be taking my own life. But outside of that, There's a few more projects worth talking about, mostly ones that take place in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is the first one up, and it's going to launch with Disney Plus on November the 12th. So that's a a channel seller right there. I just had a look at the trailer, and oh my god, that's amazing, right? That looks like a good Star Wars movie. And in the hands of Jon Favreau, I trust it will be better than The Last Jedi. I honestly hope this was one of those properties where that Kathleen Kennedy lady was like, you know what? We've got a very reputable filmmaker here. We've got someone who was key to the Marvel Universe working out. Because Iron Man 1 is still one of my favorite Marvel movies of all time. That was an amazing movie. 
And this show looks like it's going to be even better than Iron Man. This looks like a no-nonsense, let's get right to it, let's be a badass. I mean, they started the trailer with a bunch of stormtrooper heads on pikes. You don't get too much more badass than that. I hope it's not tied down by any bullshit politics from Disney, from Kathleen Kennedy, from anyone. I hope the powers that be over there recognize that shows like The Punisher, Daredevil... When people who love the material are good at their jobs, can just write and tell the story and just do what they think is cool, a lot of times you get a cool product. So I'm looking forward to this. Like, I was foolish. I take back those horrible things I said about people who are massive losers for living and tolerating the bullshit they go through day in and day out just so they can watch a cool movie or a cool show. I take that back. They have the right idea. Well, I mean, they could probably shower more often than they do. You know, get some cellulite cream for their cottage cheese asses. Wear some pants when they cosplay. But I'm getting off topic again. But staying alive long enough so you can see some cool shit like The Mandalorian, I get it. I understand. I'm right there with you. I mean, not right there with you. I'm going to stand like mm, like 60, 70 feet away just in case a hot girl walks by and she's like, let me date a guy, but not from that group. They look like they're fat and smelly. Oh, this guy off on his own here. He's a rebel. And I hope to God that day I am wearing my Rebel Alliance t-shirt. I'm like, oh, this bitch is punny. And then staying with Star Wars, as I said, a lot of these projects are what I'm looking forward to. Never really watched The Clone Wars, but from what I understand, that was like a critically acclaimed and really awesome show, and they're going to continue with that. Huh. So they are capable of giving fans what they want. So I guess we endured Solo and The Last Jedi for a good reason. They learned. Oh, so these people won't just give us their money? Star Wars can't just rely on its name anymore to print money? We have, to, we have to try and appease the fans. Oh, that's disgusting. Shut up, Ryan Johnson. You know what's going to be disgusting? When they cancel your goddamn trilogy after one movie because it sucks so much. And even if it doesn't suck, it's because we hate you. The majority of us hate you. But I'm glad they learned in more ways than one, actually, because they learned that, A, you got to give the fans what they want. No one asked for Solo. You gave us Solo. It tanked. And B... Okay, well, spin-off movies, maybe not the way to go. Well, how about we do this fan-favorite character, fan-requested in a TV series format. Why don't we do Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus? I'm like, you're speaking my language in multiple ways. You're being bilingual right now. Like, talk about printing money. Had they have gone with this instead of Solo... The conversation's very different right now. They would have gone on stage and announced like six more spin-off films because that movie would have broke some records. There's no doubt about that. Hell, bring George Lucas back to direct that and you're going to make eight, nine hundred million dollars? Easy. Now again, not much is known about this project. They're saying they're going to start filming next year. I want to say, well, I'm going to assume they have an idea of what they want to do. There's probably some scripts. But the fact that they went into a brand new trilogy without an idea of what they were doing, without scripts, without a game plan. Yeah, well, it doesn't give me any reason to give them the benefit of the doubt. But it's not hard. There's so many comic books. Just hire 
any decent writer who will do his homework or tell him to do his homework. Just be like, read these comics. Come up with something. You're our only hope. Obi-Wan Kenobi, try to sneak that line in there somewhere. People seem to love that line. It was the one line in Last Jedi that seemed to get everybody on board. And it would be interesting to see what they do with it. I imagine it'll take place on Tatooine. And I imagine you'll see Luke at some point. You know, there's uh, there's almost no doubt there's going to be a scene where Obi-Wan's standing in the distance in his hoodie, watching Luke and the other children play on the playground, and all the other parents looking on suspiciously. There's pervy old Ben again. Let's get him. And then Buddy's wife never sees him again because old Ben would have slaughtered his ass like a Tuscan raider. I mean, that's probably not going to happen, but I hope that there's plenty of action. Whereas on Arrow, when, when they started playing back, flashing back to all these five years, and it turns out he wasn't even on that island for more than like five days, that took away from, from the original premise that he was there all by himself. How did he do it? What does that even do to a man? But it turns out, you know, he, he, was, he was living the life. He was like... He was living the life of an action hero. He had friends, he had enemies, and most importantly, he got to bang shadow. I'm telling you, no matter what hardships you go through in life, you meet a girl as hot as Selena Jade and she's into you and she does stuff with you, you're good. Definitely takes away from the Green Arrow's credibility. But for this show, I definitely hope he gets off Tatooine, goes help some of the Jedi that weren't hunted down, he should definitely never, ever cross paths with Darth Vader because that would take away from the from the Death Star scene in A New Hope. But I definitely wouldn't mind seeing Qui-Gon Jinn. I definitely wouldn't mind seeing Yoda. And just basically anyone who's not Anakin Skywalker. It will take nothing away from the character as far as I'm concerned if he wasn't on Tatooine for like 20 straight years. Even Jedi need to go on vacation sometimes. Even Jedi need to go to the Cancun of the Star Wars universe and see some bodacious babes. I guess they wouldn't. I guess they're really not into that type of stuff. Anakin got into chicks and look how that ended up. There's like 5,000 Jedi who were like, man, I really, I at first it wasn't my business, but now I really do wish I would have said something be like, hey bro, you know this code, this Jedi order? Yeah, you, you gotta follow it. I know Natalie Portman's hot, but that's the thing about being a Jedi. You can keep it together. Yes, so hot wants to touch the high knee, but keep it together, son. Just just move shit around with your mind. It'll take your mind off of her. And finally, the show that was the seller of Disney Plus for me, a show featuring the other Lizzie, Lizzie Olsen, starring in WandaVision, has over time become far less exciting. It, it seems like... Every time I learn something new about this show, I'm way less excited about it. First and foremost, they're like, well, the Vision's alive again. I'm like, oh, no, I thought they got rid of that piece of shit robot, that hunk of junk roadblock. And then they're like, oh, this takes place in the good old 50s where a guy like you, old Kenny, will be doing dishes in the back of the only Chinese restaurant in the city that gets vandalized every so often. But boys will be boys, right? I don't know about that. I don't know how... I don't know if I really want to watch a show where everybody is white and calling each other mother and father. 
Oh, hi, mother. Your dress looks spiffy today. Like, dude, are you talking to your mother or, like, your, your bodacious wife here? Excuse me, sir, but I'll not stand by and have you speak of my my uh, wife like that. Okay, okay, you are talking about her. All right, that's cool. Sir, I challenge you to a duel. I'm like, you don't want to do that, bro. You're like a 1950s white guy. You haven't even seen MMA yet. Don't be foolish. My people have invented the stuff your people are going to culturally appropriate in the not-too-distant future for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And then this latest piece of news... But also, the fact that it's set in the past means they're not a part of the current conflict and current crisis or whatever current storyline that the MCU is going to be cooking up over the next few years. That doesn't mean there won't be badass action. I mean, there will still be old-timey bad guys for them to face. And they could be mystical as well. Why not, right? So, it's not the end of the world. But then this latest piece of news seems to kill any hope of this being a badass, action-packed Scarlet Witch show. WandaVision turns out it's not going to be a badass action show set in current day. It's not even going to be a badass action show set in yesteryear. It is going to be a sitcom set in the 1950s. What in the blue hell is that about? Who said it was a good idea? Who okayed this? This makes no sense to me. Look at it. Neither one of those people had much of a sense of humor. Okay, granted, one of those was a stupid robot. A woman-stealing, emotionless, piece-of-shit robot. I don't blame him for not being able to process wit and humor. But look at Wanda. Even in MCU movies where there's so many inappropriate jokes where something very serious is going on, they're like, oh, let's just throw in a joke right here. In the most inopportune times, you still don't see Wanda making any of these jokes or even be on the receiving end of any of these jokes. So why in the hell would they think it'd be a good idea for her not only to start telling jokes, but start telling them exclusively in an environment where... If this shit don't land, if her jokes don't stick, that show is getting cancelled. It makes no sense. Like, this is along the lines of some fool hiring me to headline a fashion show or something. I'm like, so you're doing a line for fat guys? No, no, this is like high-end fashion. This is for sophisticated gentlemen who go to the gym and take their health seriously. And you're choosing me? Why? Well, to be quite honest, it was between you and that kingpin guy over there. I'm like, oh, okay, you made the right choice. And you gotta stop referring to him as the kingpin. Like, sure, much like the kingpin, he sits around home all day, but unlike the kingpin, he's straight up on disability and welfare, bro. And never mind the character of Wanda not being funny. Is Lizzie Olsen funny? This girl... I don't know if it's famously, but if you listen to her interviews, she talks about it. She takes acting way too seriously. I think they used to call her the rehearsal Nazi or something in college. And I don't know her very well personally, unfortunately. Her ragged, dirty-looking fiancé, of course, has the privilege. Going to know her in many, many ways that a caveman, Asian fat boy like me can only dream of and imagine. But yeah, she seems to be like a very serious person that runs a very tight ship. 
Did they just like throw this out there? They're like, oh no, we need to do something different. We have all these serious shows. Look at the Mandalorian, Kenobi. What's the MCU known for? Jokes, right? All right, straight up sitcom. I was like, well, maybe the Loki one should be the straight up sitcom. He's known for his comedic timing and jokes and and pranks and such. He's a uh, he's the he's a god of mischief. He's a prankster. They're like, no, no, that makes no sense. Like Ryan Johnson. They move you up. I guess everyone just does fail upwards. Like, I've never seen her do anything funny. I've seen her do a lot of cute things that, like, brightens my heart and makes me laugh and stuff. But, like, I'd like to think she would do quite poorly if I handed the reins of the old Kenny Ho show to her. She'd be, like, factual and stuff. And woke. There would be no mention of body shaming whatsoever under her rule. What a horrible world that would be. But it'd also be great because if she were to take on my show, that means we're like real close. That means at night I could sneak into her room and ignite the lightsaber and put her fiance out of his misery like for some reason Luke wanted to do to Kylo Ren. But you know what? Judging by the cast, the supporting cast they went with, I think someone over there took this into consideration. They're like, "Uh, you know what? We've never really seen Lizzie do anything comedic. And this robot is just a stiff machine. It's just a stiff, unfunny machine. Old Kenny runs circles around him when it comes to comedy. So let's get some people with some major sitcom credibility. Someone who has an incredibly successful sitcom. Let's get Kat Dennings in here. My God, like, are you listening to yourself? Kat Dennings, your answer to your funny problem is Kat Dennings? Sure, she did technically have a successful sitcom. But Kat Dennings is to sitcoms what Will Afford is to pop music. Nobody was there for the material. Like, I've seen a lot of unfunny shit in my day. Two Broke Girls is pretty close to the top of that list. That is probably the least funny sitcom I've ever seen. They do know people tuned in because she has incredibly large hoo-hoos, correct? Do they also believe that Kim Kardashian is famous because she's talented? Makes me sad. I really should have took a shot at, at being an actor. Because no matter how poorly I performed, as long as you don't give up, There's a very good chance one of the big wigs makes a really stupid decision and earns you millions of dollars. Oh well, at least Lizzie McGuire's coming back. Alright, that's it. I said I get straight to it, straight to the point this time. No messing around, and I did that. I don't know how long we're going. I don't know how long that was for, but I feel like long enough. That is the third of three brand new episodes of the Kenny Ho Show this week. I hope you listened to all of them, and I hope you enjoyed all of them. I hope it's given you a renewed interest in life, just like what Disney Plus has given me this week. So thank you for listening. You know, I appreciate it. And until next time, you take care of yourself. And for now, it's nap time. Toodles!